PR Pro Cannabis Media. Hi, everyone. Welcome again to another very special edition of In the Weeds with Jimmy Young. And a reminder, don't just like, share, and subscribe to this podcast, one of the longest-running podcasts on our Pro Cannabis Media Network. Please like, share, and subscribe to all the programs that we produce here and distribute on our Pro Cannabis Media Network. We're so proud to bring in a very special guest, someone who actually may be one of the most formal authority, foremost authorities on SEO, search engine optimization, which is the key marketing tool to be found on the internet. His name is Victor Karpenko. Victor, how are you, sir? Hey, I'm good. Thank you for inviting me. No, no, no. Happy you're here. And uh, people might recognize the uh, accent that you have. It doesn't sound like you are from the United States of America. Where is the hometown of Victor Karpenko? Um, my hometown right now or uh, where I was born. <laughs> uh, let, let's go back. Let's go back to the original. You, I think you know what direction I'm going in here. So tell me, tell me about um, where you're from. Yeah, so I was born in Kiev and I lived there most of my life. So Kiev, Ukraine. Yeah. And uh, Victor, when I heard that you were from uh, originally from Ukraine, I was uh, in some ways I was I was mad. I was mad because of what's going on in your country right now. Um, I, I get I get really fired up when I see injustices in the world. It's one of the reasons why we wave the flag for pro cannabis in this country, because we believe we need to tell the stories of the industry in their own words. Tell me, please, um, first of all, how long have you been out of Kyiv, Ukraine? And what role has your home country played in your professional career? Um, well, uh, I, I'm in U.S. Uh, since the war uh, started. So I basically was like one day, like uh, I heard like oh, oh, me and my wife woke up in the morning. Like I think it was like 5 a.m. when the bombs just hit and, you know, the window was uh, um, open and it was like so real, you know. So we packed our clothes and uh, go went out of the town like in 15 or 20 minutes, just took <laughs> the stuff we need uh, actually and just went to my parents. And then we like moved uh, from Ukraine because it, it still was possible to do that. Yeah. And then the borders were closed. Yeah. I, I can't imagine living through that in the 21st century, to be honest with you. Uh, I'm guessing that uh, you left behind uh, a, a full company, uh, friends, family. Uh, how difficult has this been the last few months? Um, I mean, like, uh, thank you for my super team like that I have because uh, we uh, we have a lot of like mature team leads that actually run like different departments and uh, we just understand uh, like made coordination so we created a chats where we talk like what's going on do you need any help like HR uh, managers uh, communicate with the people like what they need do they need uh, like apartment or how uh, so we basically knew where everyone was moving uh, were moving around and um, it, it was stressful first two two weeks we didn't know what's was going to be right like uh and after two weeks we were stable like so we were working like 85 90 percent after two weeks like normal mode 
Right. So now, now you're, you're the CEO of SEO. Is it Profi? Uh, SEO Profi. Like SEO Profi. Profi. I didn't know if it was Profi or Profi. Uh, so I, I went with the Profi, but uh, Profi it is. Uh, it's a SEO. You, you're basically an SEO expert, if you will. I mean, this is what I've read about your background. Uh, how many years have you been in the digital marketing side of things? It's like 15 years or so, right? Yeah, like I do SEO 15 years and last 10 years I focus only on this. That's all like um, just so like all our team, it's about 200 people right now. And uh, we just focus only on SEO's uh, part, like no no other marketing. So like from content creation, on uh, on-site optimization, technical and link building, that's all like that's what we do. Right. And, and I got to tell you, a lot of that uh, for an old media guy like myself, is, is fascinating because for many years, media, a conduit of information, that's pretty much a loose and general definition of what media is, uh, has been, uh, the product of that has always been how many eyeballs, how many times, reach and frequency of your audience, your audience being your product, the followers of the content you produce. But that has changed quite a bit over the last I would say decade or so since uh, Google, the king of search and YouTube, the second king of search, also owned by Google, um, has entered into our world. And uh, therein lies the, the challenge because it isn't about just the numbers anymore. It's how much data can you collect from those eyeballs, those people? A am I right in that assumption? Is that not the biggest change in media? Yeah, yeah, it's true. It's true. Like, uh, that, like the more data you have, the more uh, you, you like the more the fast decision you can make to actually get more audience. <laughs> but, uh, but like, what's changed? Because, like, probably you know, uh, because of the alg algorithms, uh, like, can hurt you anytime. Like any update, right? No matter what you do. Uh, so like to collect all your audience in email and like in different channels. So then you engage with, it's like the most important part. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, what you're talking, you, you mentioned the word engage, engagement, um, yeah. loose, loosely defined. Is that an email address? Uh, yeah. Okay. So you, you try to collect email addresses of people because the technology that's out there can now can then track what that that email that person who's attached to that email the the isp or whatever the heck the, the letters are um, can can see what this person is doing where they're going where they're searching what their habits are uh, this is this is truly what we call uh, big brother if you will because the this data is what is king now not just to media companies but to governments too. I, I saw a news story this morning about another country. Let's not go into politics here, but it was another country who supposedly now is infiltrated the data of major Western countries and trying to uh, take over that data. So in a lot, a lot of ways, there may be like a cyber war that's actually going on. And even our, and I say our, the United States of America's intelligence agencies are extremely concerned. How challenging is it to protect your own data? 
I wouldn't like focus on this. I think like every everyone knows everything. <laughs> you know, you know, like uh, uh, I, I just focus on like build some value, you know, by doing stuff. And like uh, I don't care like if someone knows something about me because I know I'm legit, you know, and I, I I do normal stuff. So I would focus on this because uh, what you said about Western some Western countries, yes, in Austria, in France, in Italy, they banned Google Analytics. So now the solution is. Uh, to install uh, Google Analytics uh, tag manager on a server, so so it's your data, it's not Google data, or uh, uh, so yeah, you can't use it anymore because they know they co uh, they collect everything. You know, like I mean, it's okay as as long as you can use this information to like grow your business and like <laughs> get better results. Why not? You know. <laughs> But I, I think as business people, we are always concerned about return on investment and yeah. growing your business through the reach of your content production. And, and that is exactly where the world that my company is in right now is we make a move off a website that we've had really for the last few years because I just needed to showcase what we were doing here. And now I've used YouTube, which is, is it still the second largest search engine uh, to Google YouTube? Yeah, yeah, it is still. Yeah. So we use YouTube as kind of a focus group to see if an old an old guy like me talking about weed and cannabis could actually get a following. And happy to report that over five hundred thousand people have checked out our videos over the last fifteen months, and we've got a growing subscriber list of about ninety five hundred. In and again, that's totally organic. In your estimation, are those good results? It's pretty good results, uh, like especially if it's organic, like if you put some extra stuff on it, like how we usually do, like, for example, um, once my son came uh, to me and said, like, let's record cartoon. Uh, I said, OK, uh, why do you need to record it? Uh, like he said, I wanted to, uh, to publish it uh, on YouTube. I said, OK, do you know the search volume of people who are searching in YouTube this keyword? He said, no, let's go. So we went to Ahrefs and they have like YouTube uh, keyword um, uh, search. And uh, so we basically created dashboard, like dashboard, like he, he wanted to record video about dinosaur uh, fighting other dinosaur. So um, I put this phrase in YouTube and see the top 10 results. Like uh, what's the uh, channel? How many subscribers? What's this video? What's the length of this video? How many likes? How many comments? You get this data and you just reverse engineer. For example, if you want to rank for the keyword, like, uh, like for you can be like really good, like uh, in what states cannabis is legal, right? So you make, can make like some map and just describe in which state and some specifics. You do dashboard, you just repeat this stuff and you outrank everyone in YouTube. So you are number one and you will get even more uh, organic uh, visitors and views. I do wanna to talk to you about the challenges of the cannabis industry in social media and using search, because as you know, uh, it is still a federally illegal product. Yeah. And there's all sorts of 
problems as far as uh, social media companies shutting down cannabis groups. Um, one of the things that I always tell the story in 2018 is when uh, a company like Green Flower, uh, an educational, well-produced, beautiful videos, a, a site that, uh, and videos that I used when I first got my medical card in 2013, they had something like 250,000 subscribers in April of 2018. And all YouTube did was pull the plug on their channel and shut them down with no notice. Now, needless to say, I think that's unfair. I think it's unjust. I certainly understand why it happened. I don't want to point fingers or blame anyone in the federal government at that time, but let's at least look at why and what can cannabis companies do to kind of get around the challenges of algorithms and AI and the fact that uh, cannabis, that word, uh, Google for the most part doesn't like that word too much. Yeah. So basically, it's uh, as you said, uh, it's correct that it's federally illegal, right? So like it's legal only like in five or a little bit more states, and um, and for us it's good because <laughs> uh, we uh, um, like uh, SEO actually makes sense where is no ads on top, right? So when you Google <laughs> some keywords and you don't see like this or Google ads and you are, if you are number one, you're actually number one, you know, so you get all the traffic. So uh, SEO is pretty good source of traffic in this case, but we also have limitation because um, I respect compliance and, <laughs> and all these legal aspects to um, other states. So we basically can't um, like um, onboard client that uh, is operating without license or doing some stuff in the states that are illegal, you know, like, mm -hmm. so you need to be careful also, even if it's search, because like <laughs> when it comes to um, investigation, it's bad. So, um, so, but yes, SEO is uh, uh, like, for example, when you see brands like Leafly, Weed Maps, and other like big marketplaces that grow, they yeah. basically um, took over uh, like near me, uh, like dispensary near me, key, uh, search term, and uh, and other uh, uh, search terms, and they get like a lot of traffic out of this, uh, and like. The only way to do that, it, it it's like to to create a high quality website with a good structure, uh, with a, a structured content, uh, like good on site optimization and build links to uh, these pages so they rank right. So, uh, so in this case, like um, what other sources? Uh, it's other sources like Outbrain. Uh, this is like media, uh, like some media networks, like uh, Leaf uh, Wire, I get. Yeah, like Leaf Wire network, network and other. It's a lot of uh, even like it's like YouTube for cannabis. It's like um, I, I don't remember the you are the WeTube, the WeTube. <laughs> yeah, the WeTube. I was like impressed when we because <laughs> we also we created this branch like MJ SEO agency, and now we. Um, we tried in the beginning like a lot of stuff like going through linkedin trying to contact owners went to uh like um, a government website to see who got the license for dispensary maybe talk to them like uh, how we can help nothing worked so we started to rank ourselves for uh, right now we are number one for the keywords cannabis seo agency company cannabis seo like not number one but getting close to and then we got started to actually get 
quality leads that actually like we work with. You see, so uh, in the niches that are restricted, and it's I call it Google restricted niches. It can be fireworks, it can be casinos, it can be payday loans, it can be cannabis. You know, it can be other niches. So. SEO makes sense. That's why we are here, basically, you know, and putting all our 15 years experience trying to help like niche businesses. Yeah, it, it certainly keeps your um, it keeps your focus up and it keeps keep you wanting to learn more about the world you're in. And the, the technology world never stops growing and the education and the coding and um, the, the cybersecurity elements that are out there now, all of that is continuing to grow. And I'm guessing that keeps you on your toes. And it, it, I was reading one of the interviews that, that you had. And, and we all know, I think, as humans, we learn more from our mistakes. Yeah. Than we do our successes, right? Yeah. So needless to say, there are a lot of challenges in the cannabis space because you can't just go out there and go hey you want to learn about weed uh, check us out right it yeah. there, there has to be more to it than just that call to action or that or the the, the proper phraseology that uh, is out there on the internet that you can then be found so I, I guess what i'm saying here is experiential learning is probably the best way to continue to to hone your own craft is that accurate Absolutely, because like we have, we we operate in different verticals, not only in cannabis. And like, uh, I believe in a team. Because when we set up the team just for this niche, and these people only work with this niche websites and uh, stuff, so um, in um, uh, they get this knowledge so fast. They see, okay, what's the conferences? What's the brands? What they are doing? What their strategies? Like, uh, and they. Yeah, it's absolutely true. Like, and also I believe in like setting up team like uh, of people because I won't do everything. Like, but my team leads, my team, my staff, they they just like focus on uh, learning this niche more and more and more. So for every client, they will get better result. Yeah. Now I'm gonna make it a little uh, not personal but i want to talk a little bit about my own company and the challenges that we have because we don't do what we call uh, stoner content we we certainly recognize the culture of cannabis that exists in this country that demographic market of 21 to 35 year old adults that are in legal states that are able to enjoy the product or or the medicine and and but we do recognize also that there's another group emerging it's the 50 year old 50 plus who is what they call canna curious the 50 year old who wants to uh, improve their wellness or look at how this product can enhance their lives as opposed to perhaps um, just doing it for recreational purposes which is not something I'm, I advocate at all I talk about responsible use of this product and I but that is therein lies the challenge because I'm an educator and a coach. I want to share knowledge that I've gained with others. I do that through our content production. And I'm really targeting that 50 plus group that wants to learn about what this product is, the history of this product, how to get it, where to get it, how to grow it. What do you do once you grow it? How to extract? I mean, there's so much 
information and knowledge now about this plant. It is truly overwhelming. And it overwhelmed me in the first year as I was continuing to learn more and talk to as many people as I could. Now I look back and now I'm looking at it from a different perspective because now I really, you know, between our regular news shows and our talk shows, we want to continue to attract this kind of curious audience. So if, if you were in my shoes, how best, what would be your strategy suggestions for us uh, in order to accomplish that? How do we identify where those 50 plus interested older folks, if you will, they're still younger than me, but they're older folks, uh, where they might uh, find or look for answers online so that we can get our content in front of them? How would you do that? Uh, it comes from the problem, you see, because I, I, I'm uh, also curious like you and when we got first client with this Delta 8 gummies, <laughs> I went uh, and bought it and tried it and I said like, wow. Okay, <laughs> you see it. So, <laughs> uh, so uh, like I, I see like the 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 process like uh, what it gives you. So I would go from the problem when you say like fifty uh, plus. Uh, what problem they have? They have like headache. They uh, can sleep bad. Uh, sometimes it's a lot of stress. And when you, you actually get this. Um, like, cause I know on my own, you like after 10 calls uh, in a day. Yeah. Like if you, uh, like eat this gummy, uh, you, you, you like feel relaxed, calm and normal uh, that actually make your nervous, uh, nerve system like calm down, you know? So, uh, I would go from the keywords, like, you know, like lawyers do have <laughs> like, uh, they, they, take everything what happened in accident, like for example, broke your arm, like uh, like car hit you or whatever. Uh, the same as chiropractors do, like have a back pain, like or uh, so uh, what to do when you have a back pain and right in this to, uh, to make it more popular, you can uh, write about uh, ways to like, to solve this problem. So basically you look what actually like uh, the, this products or recreational uh, doing the, in the end of the day. And right, because these people probably uh, curious like uh, like what I can do. And when they actually try it, they, they can even be advocate of this because they actually like, like solve their problems. So I would go through these search terms, like from the problem and trying to explain how to solve the problem, like in a cool way. Yeah. I, that, that, so it, it's, I'm gonna go back to another interview with another SEO expert that I've talked to in the past few years. His name's Mike Corso. And he said, they ask, you tell. So they ask in search, how, what products are out there to help me sleep? And we provide answers to that question. And that's yeah. how you get found. Accurate? Yeah, absolutely. Like, because uh, you don't need to create something. You just, like, it's already demand uh, for, uh, you just need to give right answer that uh, you will benefit from, right? Like, <laughs> like, for example, I give you, like, and sometimes you don't even need to have your own media. Like, for example, uh, we have this local place here in Florida uh, uh, and uh, they wanted to have more food traffic. So people come over to this place. So what they did, they don't, didn't create Google Maps or like um, their own website or social network. They just 
outreach website that say best places to visit in Florida, best places to visit in this uh, area. And they inserted them in the list with the address. So they, uh, this article's already ranking in the top, right? Right. So you just get the, so you're answering to those people who are curious on the website that are trusted, that are not yours, what to do. Got it. Interesting. That's great. That's great. Um, I, I do want to ask you a little bit. You, you told me, I'm pretty sure I read this. You have 200 employees in your company? Yeah, yeah. And are any of them still in Ukraine? Uh, like 75%. Wow. I, I, just, I just feel so bad. I, I, how, 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 you can't even compare that with any. Is there any comparable out there for another country going through this and still trying to maintain a business and, and keep it going? How do you operate on a daily basis? Well, uh, we have <laughs> mature team leads, mature head uh, of uh, departments, and uh, we have like process, like we have uh, HR department, finance department, legal department, like uh, we, we have KPIs, values, like uh, learning management system to onboard people and like, and a lot of stuff. Like, so um, the main point, like, Right now, people in Ukraine, like especially that stayed in Kiev, it's safe there, like kind of safe. The only one thing is that is not safe. The rocket can hit your house. That's all. <laughs> but, but <laughs> I'm not sure I could sleep at night. I just want to say if that was if I was out there, I have so much respect for the people that are trying to go about their lives uh, normally. You know, I, I and I I just don't I, I it, it boggles my mind. It really does. Um, how often are you uh, in touch with the people that your employees? Is it a daily check-in? Is it a weekly check-in? How, how do you keep that connection between Florida and the Ukraine? Yeah, so when the war started, I uh, kind of like became a, like a little bit more operating manager because yeah. like <laughs> we need to do stuff way faster than our uh, previous uh, operating manager was doing. So uh, I do have a calls, like if I show my calendar, you 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 probably will be scared. It's like <laughs> from five to 10 calls every day. Like, but um, I mostly talk with the team leads. Like, so uh, we talk, uh, like we have like, for example, every Monday we have like, uh, we have like 13 uh, heads of departments that meet on the, so everyone discuss what they did last week and what's the plans for the next week. And we discuss like problems that are actually we can fix. Uh, and um, in other days we have like one-on-one with uh, someone who we need to uh, figure out something. Like for example, uh, uh, like salaries, like uh, KPIs, uh, like uh, some prob uh, problems like with not growing traffic, how to fix it. So we can actually fix it with like uh, pr pretty fast, like especially like this Google update was really good for us and previous was really good for us. But but like <laughs> it doesn't mean you, you can't, uh, you, I, I work more preventative. What we can do right now so prevent stuff uh, in the future so the client project grow, not decrease in traffic, you know, because it's, it's money, you know, if, if, he, if they don't get money, they won't pay us money, you know, like, so, yeah. So like from five to 10 calls per day and 
yeah, like I basically live in my office room. <laughs> and, and, and so remote, the, the fact that you're remote, and I'm going to guess that at some point the pandemic entered into the Ukraine space too, and you yeah. had to learn how to be remote and not go to the office. So there was a little bit of a, uh, a ramp up learning curve, I'm going to guess, as far as internal communication goes. So in a, in a sense, did the pandemic actually help you prepare for this? Yeah, like for sure. Like uh, through the pandemic, it's actually so much better to work remote. I mean, some people, we still have like big office, like for like, uh, I think like a hundred people can fit in it. Like one office we just gave away because like when the war started, because it's like pretty expensive to keep it. But uh, like uh, uh, to work remote is much better. For example, let's say you have like 10 calls. Oh, okay, 10 is too much, like eight calls per day. Like you, for example, in Florida, I start every uh, morning from seven. I start already working, like from seven. So I finish local time about like three to four, <laughs> like PM. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so uh, let's say like you need to talk with this person, with this person. Like in previous life, we would go to meeting room, and right. you just get the energy out of this person. Some people feel bad, some good. You need like you know to have this connection. Right. When you have a call, you just do it so much faster. You're like, okay, next one, you know, and uh, you are way more efficient and productive like this way. Uh, it's more about like how I call it this magic touch <laughs> to, the, to the people that actually like doing execution, you know. Hey, what's the, uh, what's the time difference between Florida and Ukraine? Seven hours. Seven hours. So. Yeah. You know, I get freaked when I have appointments with California people or Central Mat Central United States. Everybody's in a different time zone in the cannabis space because it truly is a coast-to-coast -coast industry now. And you know, with Massachusetts being the first East Coast state to actually vote in adult-use uh, cannabis, and now pretty much the whole region of New England, except for New Hampshire, uh, has it available, um, or at least in the process of becoming available. One of the things that the people in this industry have learned, unfortunately, the hard way is even though you are making progress on your own, in your own world, in the whole world, it's really slow. Cannabis time is like dog years, right? You know, you yeah. expect something to happen in a month and it takes a year or two even. And needless to say, the reform at the federal government that a lot of people who voted one way in this election thought perhaps, oh, let's, this will help this. Look at this. They'll, they'll make this legal in, in a year or two. That's not going to happen. I think pretty much everybody understands that. Um, but there is such a, uh, a lot of movement at the state level that's forcing more pressure on the federal government, different agencies in the federal government, I might add, uh, to make changes, to have regulations, to change the laws so that they can actually learn more about this product and how it affects people. Because not only did they vilify it for 80 years, but they killed research for 80 years too. They just let one university, one place, you know, grow it legally and study it. And then when they were done studying it, they put it in a freezer and then they'd study it again. That is not the, the same stuff, if you will, that's in medical dispensaries in legal states in America right now. So they've learned a little bit, but again, it takes time. There's no magic SEO uh, AI like, formula that can speed up 
the time. Is, is there, uh, Victor? Probably not, huh? Um, I don't know. <laughs> like uh, with government, everything always so slow. I mean, but like it, it's the reality. Like uh, I just look at this situation. What uh, like benefit I can take from it? Okay, let's focus on the state that already like this, you know, uh, and operate there. When other will be, if it will be, then you go to another state, you know, to another state. So. But by the way, uh, uh, two weeks ago in Ukraine, they passed the law about uh, uh, weed uh, legal in Ukraine, you know, so the, the war speeds up the things, you know. Well, you know what, and you know, we laugh here, we think it's funny and cute, but from a business perspective, hopefully this war will end. We, we you know, if you look back in history, whatever it takes, a war eventually will end. And there's going to be a post-Ukrainian world after this war. Absolutely. And here's a great example of building a crop, uh, something that is a natural plant that can help rebuild your nation. Do you see that happening? Yeah. Um, I, I think I didn't get till the end uh, the question. Um, um. So my point is you've already, the, the country has already made steps to welcome the opportunity to yeah. uh, for, for cannabis to become a legal entity, a legal uh, um, source and industry in your country. You know that uh, they can tax any sale they want on any product. Most governments work it that way. So mm -hmm. what I'm saying is, in, in a lot of ways, there's a great opportunity for Ukraine to get into this cannabis industry as soon and when and if this war ever ends, uh, they can start actually rebuilding using taxes on a cannabis plant. Yeah, that is, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I think so for sure. And I, I think it was like, it's like everywhere. It was already, yeah, but it will be more legalized so the people can actually do uh, legit things and just pay more taxes. And, and, and yes, it's like uh, different niches. Every niche makes sense. And as long as they pay to the government and as long as the government less corrupted and actually use this money to develop the country and all the stuff inside, it's good, you know. So yeah, I think it will be not a big push, but like uh, it will also give impact to recover and to grow. Yeah, it can be part of the plan. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and um, you, you mentioned uh, the government. Um, your president Vladimir Zelensky, I think, has done an amazing job. Yeah, I really do. Now I realize I'm looking at everything from a Western perspective. Okay, so I. You know, from a media perspective, certainly, I, I see what he's done. I see the leadership. I see what he says when he's on camera. He's been visible. He hasn't been hiding in a bunker anywhere. I give that I give him a lot of credit. What's your opinion, if you want to give it on uh, the performance and how he's doing, considering that his uh, little country is at war with one of the larger um, communist countries in the, in the world? Yeah, I think he is doing a really good job. Everyone sees it. And um, I think like uh, I, I talked uh, with my wife like pretty often about this, uh, what can actually like uh, happen in different countries. <laughs> 
if you make like, for example, 60, or this is the maximum age you can become a president. <laughs> As you can see, like in Ukraine right now, like the president is like, what, 44? The yep. minister of like uh, digital transformation at 31 or 32. And it, it, like young guys that have like, uh, like data-driven uh, uh, mind and like they actually look at things r- realistically, you know? Uh, they just like do and implement stuff fast without all like I mean it, it for sure it, it for sure makes sense you know like to to put uh, run the country actually like people who are more driven yeah absolutely uh, Victor Kompenko of uh, SEO Profi right yeah. uh, that's where people want to go and check out your website. I've been there. It's, it's spelled <laughs> S-E-O-P-R-O-F-Y. Uh, and uh, does it, does it, obviously, Profi, can you tell me how the name came about? It was like, uh, I started my blog in 2009. I used to have blog and then how I uh, grew because I started to get a lot of leads and then I created agencies. So uh, it was like profi, like professional, but the original was uh, name was taken. So I just made SEO profi. And so now it's SEO profi, it's trademark. And like, yeah, it's like this. <laughs> well, there you go. Well, I can, first of all, um, congratulations on your survival. Uh, to, to, to operate a, a company uh, remotely uh, that has 200 employees that's under attack by another nation. I, I mean, you, you deserve a prize, at least something, Victor. You know, I mean, I, I'm extremely respectful and impressed with what you've been able to do um, over very, very, very difficult uh, conditions over the last uh, few months. Although I'm guessing in Florida, you're a lot more comfortable than you'd be in Kiev. Am I right? Yeah, yeah, but still, like I said, like uh, I'm in this room, <laughs> having calls all day long. Yeah, so I get you, uh, Victor Karpenko. Uh, I got to tell you, there's only was there's only one other Ukrainian that in my world I was actually familiar with. It was a guy named Vladimir Klitschko. I'm sure you remember the oh, yeah. former heavyweight back boxing champion in the '90s, right? So now you're my favorite uh, Ukrainian. I just wanted to know that. Okay. Uh, I I really appreciate it. If there's ever anything else I can do, you will always have a forum on my network. If you need an opportunity to share something, I definitely want to keep touch with you to to find out, hopefully, please, God, that this war will end and you will end up back in your home country of Ukraine and and, and you'll live happily ever after because that's what I believe in. Thank you so much. And if you have any questions like about uh, where to find people who search and how to make this content uh, that ranks and so you get this audience, just uh, let me know anytime I'll help you. Well, I appreciate that. I'm hoping that this whole interview will go viral. Okay. For both our sakes, if you will, I found you uh, great to talk with. Thank you very much for taking the time. So for Victor Karpenko, the CEO of SEO Profi. Uh, I'm Jimmy Young, the founder of Pro Cannabis Media, host of In the Weeds. Remember, everybody, it's a whole new world of weed out there. Use it responsibly. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Hey. 
You want to grow your own plants? Check out Style Lighting's Grow Kit. It has everything you need to become an expert home grower and bring the power of the sun indoors. Style Lighting uses TCP's high-powered commercial LEDs that deliver twice the output in the market. The Grow Kit has a grow bag, a timer, chains to hang the light, and of course the best in the business lighting system by TCP. Check out stylelighting.shop for more information. Weed Talk and In the Weeds are two productions of pro-cannabis media supported by Revolutionary Clinics, one of the top medical cannabis dispensaries in the Massachusetts area, now with three locations in Greater Boston, two in Cambridge, and one on Broadway in Somerville. Rev Clinics has a patient-first mission. They will customize your needs as a medical patient with the proper titration and combination of strains, flavors, and products. Rev Clinics, where the patient comes first.